Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Muskoka Drawdown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Muskoka Drawdown. I'm your host, Frank Young. I'm here on behalf of Climate Action Muskoka. Um, the the CAM motto is take action together. So I think I hope everyone uh, has a Google and checks out and searches for the, the website of Climate Action Muskoka. And there's all kinds of great stuff on there. There's news and views and interviews and book reviews and and uh, links to this and that all over the country of the latest things happening in climate change on this poor beleaguered planet of ours. We are in a climate emergency and. Um, if we don't take action and serious action, you know, it's it's anybody's guess how tragic and, and, and catastrophic things are going to be uh, on Earth for our, our our descendants and for other species. So um, every uh, month I have another guest usually, and today I'm very very proud to have an amazing guest, uh, and that is Angela Bischoff. She's uh, she's has a long, long career with uh, Clean Air Alliance in Toronto with uh, Jack Gibbons. Uh, welcome, Angela. Thanks so much, Frank. Tell us uh, maybe a little bit about yourself and then tell us about some of the, some, whatever the successes and programs you have going at uh, Clean Air Alliance. Well, thanks, Frank. So I'm, a, I'm originally from Edmonton, but I've lived in five different Canadian cities working on climate action and bicycle activism and I've had several of my own groups and in 2008 I joined the Ontario Clean Air Alliance to work with Jack Gibbons. Uh, um, the Clean Air Alliance first formed in 25 years ago actually, this is our 25th anniversary. It was a bunch of friends that came together and said let's let's phase out coal, uh, coal for electricity burning, for electricity generation because coal at the time um, we burned in Ontario about 25% of our electricity came from coal and it it caused real smog problems. I, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's recently, that's about when I moved to Toronto and I used to go running and cycling. We used to have 10, 20, 30 smog days. It was disgusting. Exactly. And, then, and I followed that whole process of the work you and others were doing and it was so magnificent. And now do we have any smog days at all anymore in Toronto? We, we haven't had smog days for several years now. We And at the height, we got 50 smog days each year. Around yeah, the people had the to people had to stay inside. It was completely disgusting. Yeah, you. I mean, I, the there's still many cities in the world, especially Asia, which are like this, only way worse. My sister lives in India, and she says every day is a smog day there. There, so we have work to do. Um, yeah. And also, I know you were you organized bells on bluer, and it took about 20 years, or was it more, Angela, for us to get a fantastic bike lane on Bloor Street all the time. So uh, yeah, congratulations well, on that. That campaign we started that campaign in 2005 as a legacy project in honor of the late Tuka Gomberg who passed away in 2004, a bicycle activist. And now, like the original vision of the Take the Tooker project by Claims on Blur was for a bicycle spine from Mississauga to Scarborough. And all those pieces are 
are now being put together. Yeah. But then in then, um, you know, once the Clean Air Alliance started winning the coal phase out campaign through very strategic campaign and getting the various political parties on side until the governing uh, party caved and, and agreed to it, it, it took about 17 years to win the coal phase out. But as, you know, as that was uh, in play for Ontario to phase out its five big dirty coal plants, including the largest coal plant in the world, the Nanticoke, Nanticoke. coal plant, um, we turned our attention to phasing out gas and nuclear power and moving Ontario to 100% renewable electricity grid. So that's where we are right now. We have two major campaigns to phase out gas in Ontario by 2030, gas power in particular, but we're mm -hmm. also working to phase out gas for heating and um, cooking, etc. Yeah. And then also to um, phase out nuclear plants when they come to the end of their lives and replace both gas and nuclear with a combination of wind, water, solar and conservation. So exactly. that's where we're at right now. And I understand conservation is still a huge part of that. We are not anywhere near efficient as we could be even now with existing technology. It's really the lowest hanging fruit. We have so many great opportunities. It's our cheapest way to reduce electricity costs is just to reduce the demand. Yeah. It costs on average around two cents a kilowatt hour to reduce our demand versus new nuclear, which is 16.5 cents. So it's, you know, so many times less expensive that it's just crazy to not invest in you know, yeah. reducing our demand. And in fact, the previous Liberal government under the leadership of Kathleen Wynne, they had reduced demand across the province by 10%. Yeah. And they were, because they had a conservation first policy, they called it, to actually reward utilities um, to help their customers reduce demand, reduce their use in power, rather than just supply new power. Yeah. So they actually incentivized uh, uh, companies to reduce yeah. customers demand yeah. and then the Doug Ford government when they were elected they cut the conservation budget by 60% and and ramped up gas so as a result we now have seen a huge increase in yeah. our demand for electricity and a huge yeah. increase in greenhouse gas emissions yeah so what's your I know there's the federal government and some of the provinces are working together uh, on small nuclear reactors and you know we've been following this for decades and i just wonder what your opinion is of the present uh impotence is it just cash uh, pork barrel politics or is there some some uh, some value in it uh what well, we think it really is just uh sort of a corporate scam it's the nuclear industry you know trying to save their butts because around the world especially post fukushima which is 2011 the world has turned away from building large, uh, inefficient nuclear reactors, which are very expensive, create long-lived radioactive waste that the world doesn't yeah. know what to do with, yeah. and are very risky, as we learned with Fukushima. So the world is now turning to a renewable future. The International Energy Agency says in the next five years, 95% of new supply is gonna come from wind and solar. Yeah. So the world is turning renewable, phasing out these old nuclear stations which were largely built in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So the nuclear industry doesn't have a, a raison d'etre. So now they're thinking, well, 
climate change is here. We can help solve the climate change problem. That's how they're that's how they're pitching themselves with this yeah. new small modular reactor. But yeah. in fact, it, it will be more per kilowatt hour because they're smaller. They can't they can't achieve economies of scale. So yeah. the new yeah. SMRs will be way plan, more expensive than big big expensive. nuclear. Oh my god! Yeah. And then so of this, course, it, I mean, uh, the the idea of to, is to have distributed renewables so we can avoid the heavy grids as well and the, the tremendous costs of retubing the existing. Uh, reactors so it's um yeah uh, and i guess the idea of uh, having a green grid is is goal number one now just to, obviously you've chosen to work at the provincial level but can you give us a, a thought or two on uh, cop 24 and the ipcc's uh, reports they continue to put out is that an important level to be working on as well at well, yes, of course. I mean, we've seen the last couple of reports that have come out of the IPCC, the latest one to come out just on Monday. And they're, you know, they're saying the science is saying that we have till 2030. They're saying by 2025, we need to have peak GHG emissions, and then we need to start reducing. That's three years from now. Yeah. Um, and by 2030, they're saying we need to reduce our GHGs, reduce by 2030, 45 yeah. percent so let's look at what uh canada is committed actually to reducing ghgs across the country by 40 to 45 percent so environmentalists are saying it should be at least 45 percent that's what the scientists are saying and you know canada hasn't really like part of their plan is smrs part of their plan is still you know they just announced last night bay du nord the the offshore um no, oil platform no out of out of newfoundland Correct. yeah so you know that's part of their emission reduction plan it's hard to believe and in ontario the ford government is committed to ramping up greenhouse gas emissions from the electricity sector 35 um uh 375 percent by 2030 so at this and 600 percent by 2040 so they're they're planning to crank way more gas through our gas plants. They've bought up old gas plants at a time where the whole world is phasing out gas and fossil fuels. It makes absolutely no sense. So There's in other no words, it makes no sense, but is, it must be just political because people are uninformed and they're demanding they don't they want roads and they and they don't is it people don't care or they are somehow uh, emotionally connected to fossil fuels they think if they don't burn gas they're not living well or something well the provincial i think that you know people don't really care if their beer is kept cold or their showers are warm from gas or from you know a heat pump or from yeah. you know wind and solar people don't care as long as their beer is cold and their showers are warm and in fact people are very concerned about the climate we know that over and over the polls tell us that and we did our own poll about new nuclear in the gta because the ford government wants to build a new right. smr a small modular reactor in the gta and six only only 16 percent of the people said they want a new nuclear reactor, despite yeah. the fact that we have no 
way to solve the nuclear waste. So, so in other words, it's all political. It's it, pork barrel it politics political. to major companies that are in, uh, inordinately tied to government. Anyway, I'm sorry we have to take a break for, um, for some uh, sponsorship messages, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you very much, Angela Bischoff. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Muskoka Drawdown. Welcome back, everyone, to Climate Action Muskoka's radio program, uh, Muskoka Drawdown. Our goal is to help Muskoka uh, uh, governments and people reduce their, their uh, greenhouse gas emissions for the sake of our, of our grandchildren and uh, future generations and other species. It's uh, action, uh, dramatic action is critical as we move forward in the next year or two or, or 10. I have a wonderful guest with us today, and that's Angela Bischoff from um, Clean Air Alliance. Uh, welcome back after the break. Uh, Angela, can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the green grid and uh, how, we can, how we can all do more? And also a little bit more what municipalities can do. I know you focus a lot on the provincial level. Let's talk about municipalities. Oh, good. Well, just on the uh, sort of the provincial electricity grid, we have gotten support. We've called for a gas power phase out by 2030 and we've gotten 32 Ontario municipalities, including all the large municipalities on side, calling for a gas power phase out by 2030. And, you know, so how would we replace gas? Does that, does that mean on new buildings or? Um... That means just the whole electricity grid broadly municipalities are saying let's phase out gas from the grid so the province provides municipalities okay. with electricity they purchase that electricity and um so what we're suggesting and what municipalities are asking for is that that grid be replaced with you know, a ramp up of wind and solar power and we're very lucky to live right next door to Quebec, which is the fourth largest water power producer in the world. We have the grid between the two provinces. We purchase some power, but very limited. We could triple spot market purchases from Quebec without even upgrading our up, upgrading our transmission lines. So no investment required. Quebec is offered to sell it to us. They're selling it on average at four cents a kilowatt hour. Wow. Imagine that compared to building new nukes at 16 yeah. cents or even rebuilding existing nukes, which the province is planning. And that, that, puts a lie, that puts a lie to the nuclear industry's argument that we need base load from nuclear, whereas you well, can get fact, base load from water. Right, we, exactly. They can provide us with storage. So there are hydro yeah. reservoirs. So when wind and solar in Ontario is above average, we can send that to the grid in Quebec. They can keep their water in the reservoirs. And when Ontario's wind and solar is below average, they can send electricity to us. And so it's a it's an electricity exchange between the two yeah. provinces at very low cost and becomes a green electricity grid. Plus the conservation, as you noted earlier, is you know our greatest opportunity. We can go renewable, 100% renewable powered by 2030. Yeah. Instead, we're wasting a lot of money on building and rebuilding our aging nukes and ramping up gas. In fact, they want to build a yeah. new electricity uh, um, pipeline oh, oh. from from Pennsylvania to send 
um, you know, Ontario's surplus gas, they want to ex currently we export 30% of our gas powers. So we import the gas from Pennsylvania, we burn the gas and we send the, the electricity back to Pennsylvania. It makes absolutely like, you know, obviously Doug Ford is pouring fuel on the fire. You know, I'd like to quote, um, Anthony Guterres, he's the yeah. UN Secretary General, and in response to the IPCC report, which was released this week, he said, quote, activists are sometimes depicted as dangerous radicals, but the truly dangerous radicals are the countries that are increasing production of fossil fuels. And that is Doug Ford and Doug Ford's government. They are the dangerous radicals that are ramping up and endangering the planet. So, you know, we have an election in June. Yeah. And we really need to switch things up. Um, and, you know, the other parties are, are, for the most part, on side with the gas power phase out. And there's not very much support for nuclear rebuilds, certainly not within the Green or NDP parties. They've both come out against building new nukes. And, and uh, um, the NDP is questioning the rebuilds. The Greens are opposed to the... Yeah. The nuclear rebuild. I, I hear um, so people often say electric cars are great, but as soon as everybody gets them, we'll crash the grid. Now, can you just, I know, I, I know why I have my own arguments. I understand the situation. Yeah. Can you just explain that to us? I would just say that nothing is perfect. Neither are solar panels, neither is water power. Like nothing is perfect. And neither are EVs, but they're getting better all the time. They're becoming more recyclable. And, you know, EVs, can also not only can they draw power but from the grid but they can put power back in the grid into the grid during yeah. peak hours so that we're calling for you know a massive uh installation of not just unidirectional chargers but bi-directional so they can both feed into and out of the grid so there's a great opportunity in fact by 2030 the amount of evs in ontario will be greater than the amount of gas on the grid there's no such thing as a bi-directional um charger for electric cars yet is there i've never uh, heard of that yes um yes evs some of the some of the companies are this, are enabling that i, I don't it's know the solar wall that. what is the solar wall thing or what are the what are the what does tesla have those blue boxes on yeah. blue boxes are they for that idea to go back and forth between that and the um, and i believe so yeah so batteries are now are now changing like the technology is improving so dramatically on storage including on batteries large batteries that we could be investing in in ontario as well as small batteries for evs but also the evs don't actually draw that much like the ieso the independent electricity system operator which is a provincial body they did a study and said um, even with a million uh, EVs on the grid, it's only going to increase demand by 2%. Wow. So we're going to have more than a million cars on the grid, but we can easily counteract that with investments in conservation, as well as using EV batteries to feed back into the grid. So that's the future. Um, I've signed up to the Greener Homes grant that the federal government is running, and I have my home energy audit happening next week. And uh, I've done most things already, the obvious ones myself, but they have a, a $1,000 grant for the 
um, heat pump hot water system. So I, I hope to be able to pick one of those up. And they're like a regular hot water system, only it runs on electricity, not gas, which my present one does. And it has a heat pump. So it's four times as efficient as a regular hot water, uh, electric hot water system. So anyway, that's one of the kinds of conservation that we can still use without overloading the electrical system and get Fantastic. off gas. And Fantastic. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people still haven't even changed all their light bulbs out to LEDs. And so there's still an awful lot of, as you, as you call it, low hanging fruit. So tell us more about what you think uh, municipalities can do. What can we do up here with Climate Action Muskoka to get the municipal? We have basically four municipalities here, Gravenhurst, Bracebridge, um, Perry Sound and Huntsville. And we want to get those as, as absolutely green as possible. So give us some suggestions. Oh, that's a good that's a good question. I wish I had thought of that before. I mean, you can get them to to commit to signing up to pressuring the province to yeah. uh, support a gas power phase out along with the other 22 municipal 32 municipalities. Um, I don't know. What ideas do you have? Well, I believe in Perry Sound, they do have a battery that the municipal government was very instrumental in putting together to make sure uh, for blackouts and brownouts. And uh, that's another way that we can get off the heavy grids from getting um, power from Bruce and, and, and Darlington, et cetera, okay. to our municipalities. Welcome, welcoming uh, renewable power industry. Well, exactly. That's exactly correct. Mm -hmm. So there are, there are probably many things we can do. Another one, of course, is transportation. We need to um, get away from rural sprawl and, we, and, and urban sprawl in our small towns and get more walkable communities and get uh, clean fuel transit and bike lanes. And those are other things that are really pivotal. Also, there's this, this tendency in the built environment to put seniors' homes and new hospitals outside of town or on the edge of town, which is completely insane from a from a from a human perspective, let alone an energy perspective. So we need to do infill in our towns and, and what work towards the 15-minute community where everything is available by a 15-minute walk, like they're doing in some cities like Amsterdam. There's, it's all aspects. The climate change thing is multifaceted and uh, electricity is a huge one, but we have to do everything else as well. Bravo. In terms of, and also, of course, local food so that, um, that we don't have to bring in by airplanes from all around the world. That's another complete insanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's another issue, of course, is carbon poverty. Like uh, we have to be uh, socially just to that uh, because you know some people like me, I can actually spend $2,500 for for a new hot water system, and I appreciate the $1,000 grant from the federal government. But a lot of people can't just pony that kind of money. They keep using, you know, gas or 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 um, or, or electric. A lot of rural people, you probably know, rural people in in Muskoka and everywhere, they have um, they they use propane for heating. And then they, they have wood with propane backup and propane is a really is a potent um, greenhouse gas. And there's big issues with the, the, the ring of fire as well, because they're running roads up there and they want rail lines and, and that's going to disturb the peatlands and the, which is sequestered carbon and uh, the forestry issues. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You, all, yeah. you know all this, but anyway, well, one more, give me, give me a couple of other ideas. Let's see, what else are, what else are you doing for, um, uh, for for electrification of the grid. Um, so bidirectional chargers, we're supporting heat pumps. Is you know we did a study that homes that are electrically heated 
by installing a heat pump, you can reduce your um, electricity. You can save two thousand dollars a year, and and um, homes that are gas heated by installing an electric heat pump, you can also save money. So heat pumps really are the future of um, heating and cooling homes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the the um, reporting recently about how gas stoves, I mean, not just gas heating, but gas stoves as well are actually releasing pollutants into our indoor air. <laughs> It's unbelievable when we could be using convection or electrically yeah. heated stoves. Do you have a gas stove? No, we did in Toronto, but now we have an electric stove, which needs to be replaced. I'm sure it's very inefficient, but I guess it helps heat the house in the winter. <laughs> but, um, That's but, a good thing. but yeah, well, Angela, I think we are officially out of time and I really, really appreciate your, your energy and enthusiasm. And it sounds like you have not given up hope one bit. Well, we can't, you know, we just have to keep trying for future generations and, and for ourselves. It gives us purpose and, and it's a lot more fun to actually work for change. Exactly. And, and you know what? Sometimes we win and then it's all so worthwhile. And, you know, we're going to win eventually. And the whole goal is just winning before too much damage is, is done. That's a, that's a wonder way, wonderful way to end our program today, Angela. Thank you very, very much. Listeners, thank you for, 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 for joining us. And till next month, uh, this is uh, a Carbon, what do you call it, Muskoka Drawdown signing off. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you, Angela. Peace. I went to the city when all the trees were gone And I laid there on an asphalt lawn days of hurricanes and floods her face ran with tears and the streets ran with blood fur coats and sushi boats and diesel in the air.